This life-changing message comes to you from Church of the Harvest. It's our prayer that this message will inspire your life and bring hope to your future. You can be pain-free, that every part of your body can be in line with the Word, that your youth can be renewed as the eagles. We like that one, don't we? You know, um, have you seen people in their 50s look like they're 80 years old and they can hardly move and all they do is talk about everything that they have disease-wise? And so they've taken it. They won't let it go. And do you think God is going to pry it out of their hands? Never. So as long as we want something or as long as we're willing to accept the status quo and endure with something that does not belong in God's camp, it belongs in the enemy's camp, and we've allowed it to stay in ours because we've refused to evict it, as long as we do that, you'll remain with it. So take even the small things that seem very insignificant in this morning, make a difference. Well, you say, well, how can I do that? All you have to do is believe God's word. So take the limits off. So when it comes and says, well, you can never be without those glasses. You know, you've been without the, well, you've been, you've tried, you've come close, but you've never made it. Say, well, that's a lie. I don't believe that anymore. I choose to believe I can be glasses free and see 2015. And I don't have to wait until I'm 20 more years older to get it. So you got something in your body that hadn't been doing good every now and then your back talk to you. And now and then your knees talk to you. Talk back. That's my encouragement for this morning. Decide to make a change. We don't have to live with the little things, nor should we live with the little things. We can get rid of them. Once and for all, don't lose them. What you lose, you find, but you can get rid of it, kick it out, evict it. Do not ever let it come back. Well, this morning we have a treat as usual. Pastor Bob is here to minister the word of God to us. Wonderful man of God, hears from God, has that one word from God that will change your life forever. So when he's praying for you today, believe God for whatever you need, because he hears, he obeys. The Spirit of the Lord is upon him, in him. He lays hands on the sick and they recover. You couldn't ask for anything better, could you? Glory to God. Welcome. All right. Well, I'd like to open us in prayer, and then we're going to see a quick little, um, we're going to see a quick little healing testimony, and then we're going to worship, and then Pastor Bob is going to come, Okay. All right, well, Father, in the name of Jesus, we are so grateful this morning. Thank you, Jesus. You come to healing. Thank you. You're always willing, always available, and you never say no. Oh, we are so grateful for that. Father, today we are asking for abundantly above all we could ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. We are asking for your mercy, your grace, your healing power to explode in each side, in, in each one of us, that we will not leave the same way we came. We take every limit off in the name of Jesus, every limit. We speak to you, limits. You are not allowed any longer, and we uncap you, and we cast you to the side. The only limits that we have is what God's imagination is for us, and there is no limit there. 
So, Father, we actively just seek you. We actively believe you. We release our faith to receive what you have for us today. We thank you for the word, your word. You cannot lie. So, Father, your truth is so important to us. And we thank you for setting us free. We thank you that we see differently, we hear differently, and we are different people than when we came in because of he who is in us is greater than he that's in the world. Thank you, Lord. We thank you for every healing taking place today. We thank you for the manifestation of those things. We thank you that Jesus already bore them at the cross. It was completed before the foundation of the world. And we are so grateful. We give you the praise and the glory and the honor in Jesus' name. Amen. Good morning, Church of the Harvest. My name is Henry Hampton. This is my lovely wife, Barbara. We've been asked to give a praise report. About two weeks ago, my, I got a call that my older brother was in the hospital. Uh, he'd waited several days with a lot of pain and his abdominum, and he had swelled all the way up to his chest. And by the time he got to the hospital, he was almost to the point that uh, he had a blocked intestine. And if he hadn't got there, he was to the point that it could have burst and they wouldn't have been able to do anything for him or the poison in his system could have backed up and it would probably have drowned him. Uh, Barbara put him on the prayer list and we began prayer uh, for him. Uh, just tried to drain the stuff off. It was on the weekend, so you don't have as many people there and so they started doing x-rays and then Monday they were going to do x-rays to see if they needed to do surgery or not. In the meantime prayers going on and when they done the x-rays it was gone, stuff cleared up and in like two days he went from being to the point of where he actually told me he thought he was going to die to tell, told his wife to tell my mother and my brothers that I love them at till it was gone and he went home like the next day and I just want to want you to know that a lot of people think well God will do that for him but he won't do it for me but he's no respecter of persons uh, the Bible says that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but will have eternal life and if you're a whosoever you qualify I know there's times it's been people that used to think, well, you know, somebody like Pastor Bob, they love, you know, they love me maybe that much, but, you know, somebody like Pastor Bob, they love him that much because he's so faithful and all that, but God loves everybody. He loves you so much that, as I said, he's no respecter of persons. He don't love me this much, Pastor Bob this much. He loves everybody this much. And just all the praise and glory and honor go to Jesus. Amen. Just lift our hands. Be thankful for His grace, His love. We're forever His. <laughs> the greatest place to be for all eternity is in His hands. Father, we just thank You so much for Your great love for us. That You loved us even when we were against You. We were part of the wrong family. But you came and rescued us because you loved us. And God, I thank you that on that cross, Jesus paid the price for our total salvation. Spirit, soul, and body. He paid the price where we could be free 
free from sickness and disease, free from poverty and lack, free from mental torment and emotional stress and depression. He paid the price at the cross. We thank you, Lord, that nothing is impossible with you because you covered everything at the cross. Nothing was left out. Not the anthill or Mount Everest, no matter how big it is, no matter how big or small it is, nothing was left out. Everything was covered at the cross. And that blood was spilled, and that blood speaks and says, we've been declared not guilty, price paid in full. We've been justified and made righteous because of holy divine blood that was spilled for us. What a sacrifice. What a, what a father. What a, a loving savior. Thank you, Lord. And Father, I thank you for, for healings and miracles and breakthroughs this morning. Thank you that you're here, that you came with us, you're in us, and we give you thanks. Be glorified in our midst. In Jesus' name, amen. You can be seated. It's good stuff. God is... Such a good God, you know. I was, I was thinking when uh, Joanne was, was uh, speaking, and uh, something she said made me think about. Um, how many have ever gotten something in the mail you didn't order? Bugs me when I didn't order something and it comes with a bill. And. Uh, Sears has done this to me before. We have a uh, Sears refrigerator we'd gotten there years ago, but they will send me this filter. It'll be long gaps. It's like they'll try it again. <laughs> and here will come this, this water filter. And I have nothing against the water filter or anything like that. It's just I did not order this. So I go through, take the time, go through all the process to stop this thing. And... Um, Something she said made me think, you know, God's not like that. You have to place your order in. You have to use your faith. And then I thought, well, what about my mouth? If you heard where God just healed me, uh, I had this, this bump there I'd had for years, and I didn't think anything of it. And just uh, after one of our nights of worship, it was gone. Well, he will send some deliveries, but it's paid for when it comes. He will give you some special deliveries that you didn't call for. <laughs> but generally, we have to order or we use our faith. You, you possess it by faith. You get it by faith. And I, I was so happy when I, I learned and got the revelation that God heals. He, he is a supernatural God. And I remember reading the Bible uh, as, a, as a kid in, in church and saying, look at the miracles and all this stuff that happened. And so why isn't that happening now? And nobody would talk about it. It was just like, uh, well, that was for back then. But you see just a supernatural God through, throughout it. And uh, we had a guy come to the church 
and uh, he was speaking. He had been in Africa, and he had done some meetings over there, and uh, the church I was in did not believe in this kind of thing, but he, uh, in, in healings and really the supernatural, but he, he said that he was in the woods, and the lion came up to him, and uh, he had enough wisdom to use the name of Jesus, and that's, that's what he did. He told the lion, Jesus, <laughs> and said the lion looked, licked his chops a little bit, and turned and left. And I still remember that because it just imprinted on my heart that God's supernatural. There's still power, and the church is to be, we're a supernatural people. We believe for the miraculous. We believe for God to do these things because he said he would. He's, he's paid the price. I think of Heather's uh, dad. I mean, she called and was sharing the testimony. He died. But God. <laughs> he raises the dead. And now they can't keep him quiet about Jesus. Well, isn't that interesting? That's all he and it's, it's moving on the entire family. And then I remember reading years ago, Kenneth Hagin, great man of God, but uh, 15 years of age on this deathbed. And the Lord shared with him Mark 11, 23, and 24. And he believed that he received his healing, even though he didn't feel the difference. He believed they received, and God raised him up off the deathbed. But something I didn't know till recently and I thought I knew most everything about him, but every single day from that time, the rest of his life, he put healing scriptures in his life. He meditated, and he said he lived over 50 years in divine health. But I didn't know he constantly fed the healing scriptures into his life. He never went a day without putting them in, without reading them and seeing them. And he had a photographic memory. He really didn't have to. That's something that God, that was a special delivery. <laughs> God, I'll take that one, God. <laughs> I guess it's not special delivery if I, of faith. Never mind. Okay. See, I boxed myself in. I mean, <laughs> but anyway, he fed, fed on the word and he stayed in divine health for over 50 years. He knew when he was going on to be with the Lord, and uh, the family actually kept him hooked up uh, to, to life support. He already, he already knew. His son, he came in and said bye to people. They didn't realize it, what was going on, but that's what he was doing, and uh, he went home to be with the Lord. Another one, Charles Capps. He told everyone, said, Friday on this day, I'm going home. So what do you mean you're going home? I'm going home to be with Jesus. And that's exactly what he did on that day at that time. I've heard Happy Caldwell, who was a real uh, close friend of Charles Capps, tell the story. He said, Charles, what are you doing? He said, I'm, I'm going home. And he went and spent the day with him before. And, the, and they just talked about the Lord and everything. And he said, well, bye. I'll see you, on, uh, see you later. And sure enough, he believed what he said, and he got it. The next, next day, he went home and be with Jesus. 
Kenneth Hagin said, whatever you feed on, he said, your body will manifest it. It's an amazing, amazing statement. Whatever you feed on. I've seen, you know, a lot of uh, healings, uh, a lot of uh, miracles happen. Um, I guess one that really stands out to me, we were uh, praying for um, sick and, and everything. This lady brought her dad. Her dad, he had a walker to walk in, and uh, he hadn't eaten in a few days. He was real weak. Just real sick. He'd been to doctors. They could, weren't able to help him. Anyway, we prayed for him, and he, he started walking. And uh, with Anthony Walker, he started walking, getting strength. And uh, they, they said when they left, he went out, and he said, where's our car? And they said, well, it's right here. He said, that doesn't look like it. And then they realized he had been colorblind that God healed him, and he was able to see colors. And he didn't know that was his car. So they get in the car, and they're driving home. He said, I'm hungry. I said, you're what? I'm hungry. We hadn't eaten in a few days. And so they f- tried to find the place. Everything was closed. This is when everything closed up. That's been a few years. But anyway, things closed up, so there's no place to go. And they said, well, there might be, you know, a little something at home. And he said, I want some fried chicken. And he started naming his favorite meal. And there was this ice cream he liked. I think it was strawberry ice cream. I want some strawberry ice cream. And he's just talking all this food. You know, everybody's getting hungry. Anyway, they get home, and there on the front porch is a couple sacks. And they come and they open the sacks. There's fried chicken, his entire list down to the strawberry ice cream is on his porch. And, you know, you've got to know, this is back in the days too, you you trusted, I guess, more. (laughs) They would probably go, who put that there? But it was everything he had just asked for. So they knew it was God. So they ate this meal. And they're wondering, Lord, where did this come from? Did you send the angel? You know, where did this meal come from? And uh, a couple days later, uh, a neighbor about three uh, doors down said, you know, we were praying and the Lord just told us to cook you up some fried chicken and get you this and we just brought it. And you weren't home, so we just put it on your porch. Is God good or is God good? I mean, yeah, I just, I just love that, um, that testimony. <laughs> yes, healing and get the fried chicken. That was the. <laughs> but God can do anything. I've seen blind eye. Uh, I remember the first blind eye I saw open. Lady uh, was blind in her right eye. And we just, we just prayed for our eye to open. Her eye opened up. She said, I can see. She was so excited. It was just, God does it. He is a healer. And we have to just trust him and, you know, believe for him to do it. We had a, 
a man last Sunday who left service, and uh, I guess it was a couple hours uh, later, I get the phone call. He's in the emergency room, and turned out it was kidney stones. Tremendous pain. This they gave him pain pills, sent him home, said come back tomorrow. And, um, they said we we hope you'll pass it. Not I guess you know they'll crush it, whatever. Do a treatment next day. So he goes goes home, and I call and wife said, well he's still in pain, but he's taking the pain meds. You know it's better. So. The next day, he, he doesn't pass it. Next day he goes, and he's feeling a lot better. He goes to the doctor, and they do the, the test again, and they said, there's nothing there. There's nothing there. It, it was gone. It dissolved. And that's what we prayed, the thing would just dissolve. He said, I never passed there anything. It just wasn't there anymore. He is a God who does the miraculous. His power's not been shortened. We just got to trust him and put our faith in him. He's still the same yesterday and forever. Okay, let's look at a couple scriptures here. Uh, Luke chapter 5, verse 17. It says, Now it happened on a certain day as he was teaching that there were Pharisees and teachers of the law sitting by who had come out of every town of Galilee, Judea, and Jerusalem. And the power of the Lord was present to heal them. And behold, men brought on the bed a man who was paralyzed, and they sought to bring in, lay before him. And when they could not find how they might bring him in, because of the crowd, they went up on the housetop and let down, lay him down with his bed through the tiling in, into the midst before Jesus. Amazing. I just, I just love that. I remember ministering to youth. I did the... Um, uh, a whole little drama kind of thing with it, how these, the faith of these people, really the faith of that guy that got lowered off from the roof, you know. There's a lot of faith there. <laughs> and I, I used it in a MacGyver. How many remember MacGyver? Oh, thank you. <laughs> I, I used it in a MacGyver setting. One of these guys was a MacGyver. He said, you know what, we can do this, we can tear into the roof. and Okay. Anyway, you have to be a little bit, you know, for youth and stuff, a little bit more creative, I guess. <laughs> okay, lay him down. Verse 20, when he saw their faith. Mm. Jesus saw their faith. You can see faith. You can hear faith, see faith. He saw it. Man, your, uh, he said to him, man, your sins are forgiven you. Man, your sins are forgiven you. And the scribes and the Pharisees began to raise and saying, Who is this who speaks blasphemies? Who can forgive sins but God alone? But when Jesus perceived their thoughts, he answered and said to them, Why are you reasoning in your hearts? Which is easier to say your sins are forgiven you or to say rise up and walk? But that you may know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins. He said to the man, who was paralyzed, I say to you, arise, take up your bed, and go to your house. Immediately he rose up before them, took up what he had been lying on, and departed to his own house, glorifying God. They were all amazed, and they glorified God, and were filled with fear, saying, we have seen strange things today. Now, it's just an amazing story how 
It's too crowded again. They bring him up on top of the roof. They tear into it and lower him down. And Jesus must have been confused because he said, man, your sins are forgiven. Jesus must not realize he needed healing. And he was just uh, mixed up. It was a... It was a Jesus moment. And what came out, your sins are forgiven. And everyone's looking, sins are forgiven. And of course, there had to be some Pharisees and some sad Jewsy people, Sadducees. And they're, what is wrong? Only God can forgive sins. Who are you? And Jesus said, which is easier? Your sins are forgiven or the rise up, take up your bed and go. Jesus linked the two together, but said the presence of the Lord was there to heal. The presence of the Lord is here here today to heal. The presence of the Lord. In fact, the presence, we have the throne room. You can go to the throne room anytime you want now. Receive help in your time of need. Throne room accessibility. And you can't even get to the president, you know. But you can get to the God of the universe who happens to be your father. He says, you're welcome in the throne room. You're talking about the presence of the Lord. I mean, just that quick you can be in the throne room. But what about Romans 8, 11? But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. Now, like the King James, it says to quicken your mortal body. And quicken means to make alive, to revive. It means to preserve life, to put forth power, And really, in that word quicken, when you look it up, uh, in the Greek, part of it is the word life, and it's zoe, or the life of God. It's a divine infusion of the life of God, a quickening. And I've heard people say, well, that's for your resurrected body. But not according to scriptures. What scripture says, your resurrected body is changed. It is incorruptible. It doesn't need no quickening. What needs quickening is a mortal body. Mortal means subject to death. You need a quickening of life into your mortal body. And just as Jesus was raised from the dead and that spirit dwells in you, you can have a quickening in your mortal body. Now, when Jesus was raised from the dead, he didn't have his resurrected body. He told Mary, don't touch me. Once he went to heaven and his blood was placed on the mercy seat and and everything was taken care of there, then he came back and that's when he started vanishing. He started passing through walls. He had his resurrected body. It was incorruptible. But see, in between, there was, and that's what they're saying, a quickening happened to Jesus when he was raised from the dead. His mortal body received the quickening, the life of God. 
how many could use a quickening? And see, I, I realized that laying hands on people, I realized what was, the Lord started showing me what was going on. It's a quickening. I'm releasing the Spirit of God in me, which is making alive or bringing a quickening. It's releasing a divine infusion of life. It's, it's releasing divine life and power. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead. Now, that took some power to raise him from the dead. The Bible says that it took his arm. God had to, had to actually use his arm power to raise Jesus from the dead. He did everything else with just his hand. <laughs> oh, universe. Jesus from the dead. Mm. Well, we got the arm power in us. It's greater power that created the universe is inside of you. Every believer that dies, dies really with the life of God in them, healing power in them, because it's in their spirit. Maybe it's true that the Bible, when the Bible says you can live till you're satisfied, maybe it's true that you can really live till you're satisfied if we have the revelation of it. Now, I'm not talking about living to 120, broken down like some old washing machine or something. You know, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about taking mountains. I'm talking about being strong and vibrant for God till you're satisfied. And I say, you know, I'm going to go 120, and if I'm not satisfied, I'm just going to keep on going. And people look at you. I don't want to live to 120. Well, the way you're thinking, I don't want to live that way either. But what if you still had uh, energy and life and wanted to do things for God still? You still got eternity with him. But he's with you here. <laughs> that quickening power will drive out cancer, drive out diabetes, heart problems, blood problems, asthma, tumors. That quickening power will cause hormone imbalance to be gone, female problems, male problems to be gone, blindness, fatigue, digestion problems, foot problems, ankle problems, wrist problems. Whatever it is, pancreas, liver, whatever it is, that quickening power, the life of God will cause all that to leave. That's the reason that I like to lay hands on people even if they're believing, standing in faith because you can do that in faith. I'm just releasing God's power into you, be receiving it from the inside, the power inside of you meeting the power from the outside. And I believe every single time there's a progress made. Progress. And you can move forward. I believe for the instant miracles. I do. But we need to say also if you don't get that, stay in faith. The enemy wants to steal. He's a liar though. He wants to steal anything that God gives that's good. He wants to steal it. So we have to be ready. But it says here in verse 24, back to uh, Luke 5, verse 24, 
But that you may know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins. He said to the man who was paralyzed, I say to you, arise, take up your bed, and go to your house. Healing is proof that God has power to forgive sins. Healing power is to be received as easily. No. Sorry, Dad. That was my dad. <laughs> Healing power is to be... That's, that's the thing about this thing. I've gotten used to... Uh, I really enjoy it, but somebody can call. I've got to talk to Ron and find out a way to put the phone off where I can... <laughs> You'd be surprised at the things that pop up while I'm ministering work. So you have to get past what that's saying. What? And <laughs> okay. Healing power is proof that God forgives sins. Jesus and God, or the scriptures link them together. Why do they link them together? The dominion of sin or the sin curse system separates us from the power of God. But what if sin was dealt with? There's nothing to separate us from the power of God then. Jesus dealt with the sin issue or the sin problem. Therefore, the power of God is available to us based on what he did, not us. That's the reason in, in heaven there's going to be no healing line. There's going to be no one believing for their healing. It's because sin doesn't exist there. So there's no avenue for sickness and disease. So it won't happen. So God took care of the dominion of sin at the cross. So it gives God the legal right to bring healing to us. It gave God the legal right to open up the storm room and say, all my kids can come in. It gave him the right to adopt us into his family. In James chapter 5, verse 13, just to kind of connect with that, if anyone among you, uh, is anyone among you suffering, let him pray. Anyone cheerful, let him sing psalms. Anyone among you sick, let him call for the elders of the church. Let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will save the sick. And look at this. And the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. There it is again. There's that attachment. You know, if there's sin in your life, it's hard to believe God. There's just this thing. There's a hindrance stopping us from believing God. And you, you need some other people, you know. <laughs> you don't have to go to the elders, but it's a provision that God made that their faith and even to the forgiveness of sins. Why it both was taken care of at the cross. It's both included in God's grace for us. His love for us. Anyone sick. So God's word teaches that forgiveness of sins and healing of the body Go hand in hand. 
Healing is just as easy to receive from God as forgiveness of sins. And we are mightily well-developed in forgiveness of sins. And we'll tell anybody, uh, it doesn't matter what they've done, they could go murder someone and say, God, I forgive you. But we're not as easily or quick to go, God, I heal you. But they're linked together. They were both taken care of at the same time. So we need to develop our faith in the other area. You can expect, just as you expect God to forgive you of sins, you can expect God to heal you. In fact, your body is his temple. He wants you healed. He likes a good temple. <laughs> it's God's house. In Isaiah 53, verse 4 through 5, Surely he has borne, and I, I, put, um, I, I put the words what all this meant, took, lifted, carried. Surely Jesus has took, lifted, and carried our griefs. The word grief there is sickness and disease. Jesus took our sickness and disease. He carried our sickness and disease for us. He carried our sorrows. Sorrow there, that word means pain and grief. You know, God doesn't want you in pain. He doesn't want you in grief. He took it. Jesus took our pain and grief. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. He was wounded for our transgressions. Transgression there means sin and rebellion. Jesus took our sin and rebellion. He was bruised for our iniquities. That means perversion, mischief, and the sin nature. He took your sin nature. He took the perversion, the mischief that was part of our nature. He took it for us. So you see here, he's covering all aspects. The chastisement of our peace or the emotional health, our emotions, was upon him. And by his stripes, we are healed. So if he bore these and took these and carried these, then they rightfully and legally belong to him. He took it. So for us to take it upon our bodies, we're taking something that doesn't even belong to us. He took it. He, he paid it. He took care of that. If Christ took our sins, then sins do not belong to the believer. If he took our sickness and disease, then sickness and disease does not belong to the believer. It doesn't belong to us. And that's where we can't be passive about. We have to rise up and say what God says. I'm not going to put up with this. Now, many people don't believe. Many Christians will say, this is all talking about emotional healing and spiritual healing in Isaiah 53. And they say it's not. Uh, healing for the body. But then we see Matthew 8, verse 16. When evening had come, they brought to him many who were demon-possessed, and he cast out the spirits of a word and healed all, love that, healed all who were sick that might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, he himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. This is proof right here that Isaiah 53, 4 and 5 is more than just spiritual 
healing, more than just emotional healing. It's physical healing. It's physical healing. He put it right there in Scripture saying this is fulfillment of that prophecy, and they were healed physically. God wants us well physically, emotionally, spiritually, in every way. So Jesus took care of all that at the cross, but it just wasn't spiritual and emotional. It was physical healing. Jesus sheds blood on the cross for our salvation. He bore the stripes on his body for our healing from sickness. If you have let him take your sins and you've received forgiveness of sins, let him take you, your sickness and disease. Allow him to take it. Healing's a part of our salvation. So how do you build up? How do you get to where you are confident in this? Well, he tells us how faith comes. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Won't you do it for me, Lord? No. He won't. We have a part to play in this. And our part is the hearing, the believing. Smith Wigglesworth, who had 23 people raised from Dez ministry. Lester Summerall came to see him one day. Lester Summerall, another great um, minister. How many have heard of Lester Summerall? Everything I say nowadays, half people look. Lester Summerall was a great man of God, gone home to be with the Lord, and he went to see another great man of God, Smith Wigglesworth, and Lester had his newspaper with him. And Smith said, you come in, newspaper stays outside. This might sound drastic, and I think it is, uh, personally. There are some good things in the paper, but you do have to... He, he didn't miss a whole lot. <laughs> but anyway, he did not want that unbelief in his house. The only thing he read was the Bible. That's all he, that's all he read. He had 23 people raised from dad's ministry. Saw some great things. What am I saying? Protect your faith. You've got to, when, when a doctor's bringing you a bad report inside of you, I'd say, my confidence is in the Lord. I trust in him. I trust in the good report. And you have to stand on that in faith and believe it. It's just like if somebody came up to you and said, you know, God hadn't really forgiven you of your sins. Yes, he has. No, he hasn't. I happen to know I have it on good authority. He hasn't forgiven you. You've just, you messed up too much, and God hasn't forgiven you. Well, I'll be a good experiment. We could see how much self-control that Christian has before they want to belt that person, you know. (laughs) I know good and well he's forgiven them. Yeah. (laughs) But see, what needs to happen is a, a scripture comes up. That's your evidence, what he says. That's your evidence. The presence of the Lord is is here to forgive sins, 
You minister to someone, you say, God forgive you. The presence of the Lord is here to heal. They both took place at the cross. They were paid for together. I've seen people get healed who weren't saved. And it was just God's mercy. And you know what happened? They got saved after that was proof to them. Well, he is real and he can forgive sins and save me. Same spirit that raised Christ from the dead. That spirit dwells in you. The presence of the Lord is in you to heal. The presence of the Lord is in you to bring forth good news, to minister forth good news that will break every stronghold of the enemy. We have to believe it. We have to trust. In Africa, we saw people raised from dead. We saw so many miracles. I said, Lord, is it because they have more faith? No. We know a whole lot more than they know. They just have a whole lot less unbelief. Because they had no other way to go. I mean, this was it. They knew the supernatural. They knew they had witch doctors and things there. They knew that that side was real. And they would walk all day, you know, to come to the meetings. And they just wanted to be there to hear God's word. And they trusted childlike faith. And they received well, Pastor, what if somebody didn't receive? With their believer, it's not a, a bad deal. They get to go to heaven. Last time I checked from the Bible, it's a pretty awesome place. Amen? But I, I believe the day is, is here where we're to carry the healing power, that, that dinner bell, that God is alive. And he can forgive your sins and bring healing into your life. Thank you, Lord. Is there anybody in pain in their body? Anybody in pain? Good. You would know. That's not something you have to think. <laughs> Nobody's in pain. Good. Good. I like that. Thank you, Lord. It's gone now. What, uh, what was going on when you came in? Sinus pain and so yeah. And you know, I I hear that many times on Sunday and stuff. Somebody come in with pain, and nobody laid hands on them. No one did anything. They just left no pain. They they got healed. Got healed just being. I tried. Uh, Nancy had that. Uh, but they just leave with no pain and they, they leave healed. God is good. I'm telling you, God is good and he's faithful to his word. And nothing is impossible. Nothing is impossible. I was uh, meeting with a minister um, Friday. Oh, it was yesterday. Friday, and uh, he was telling me about a friend of his uh, was pastoring and had gotten uh, a miracle. Uh, it was $17 million. 
miracle. I said, okay, Lord, nothing is impossible. He's a big church and everything. He needed $17 million. And $17 million came in and everything was paid off. God is bigger. That's why I felt after this conference on the Islam with Dr. Leon, go, wow. God is bigger. He's a mighty God. Hallelujah. And I'm, I'm believing for miracles right now. And, and Joe, you want to come in and come up and do what we need to do? We're going to believe. Great. Uh, anybody would like prayer this morning? We can get you to come up on this side, or you can stay there. Just make sure you're one seed away. and well, Yeah, one from one another. I should explain it. You can have a seat. You're good right where you are. So we need prayer. Come on up and have a seat anywhere on the front row, and we'll get you taken care of here. One seat away, please. Thank you. Thank you. Glory to God. Nothing is impossible. All things are possible to him that believeth. Continuance, disease of long continuance is under the curse of the law. Will one of you gentlemen please turn that air up a notch, please? They're kind of cold here. The curse, all of the sickness and disease is under the curse. Things of long continuance under the curse, you've been redeemed. If it looks hopeless, look up. You're looking from the wrong position. If your problem looks so big up here, like they said, don't, wouldn't you like to get them, they? I'd like to get them someday and just kind of grab them by the hair and say, I don't know who you are, but you do not speak in my life. They say you will never. They say this is the end. They say you're going to have this forever. What do you say? If you will say what God says, you will have what God says. Now, for those of you that have listened to me speak ever, you will know about my brownies. They are the best brownies ever, the best quality of everything, imported ingredients. They look wonderful. They just smell wonderful. But there is a little added ingredient that's not in the normal recipe that I put in there. It's a little tiny thing. Don't even know it's there. Can't smell it. Can't taste it. When the brownies come out, you're looking at them. You want them. But I tell everybody, I have to tell you about my special ingredient that I added. That's <laughs> not that ingredient. Some people would want it then. All right. So I put a little half of a tablespoon of fertilizer, horse manure, for those of you that don't know what fertilizer in my. You know, fertilizer is good for the plants and everything, right? It is good for plants, right? Okay. Now, do you want the brownies anymore? No. I don't care how good they look, how good they smell, you don't want them. So let me ask you this question. If you do everything the way God says to do it, and you put a half a teaspoon of your own way of doing it, do you get the same results that God says that you should have? 
So why do we think that we can do it better than what God says? You know how simple it is to receive? How simple it is God says, this is what I'm going to tell you. You speak to the mountain. You command the mountain to be removed, cast in the sea. If you don't doubt in your heart but believe that those things you say, those things, T-H-I-N-G-S, underline that S, those things that you say shall come to pass, you shall have whatsoever you say. So when you're here, do you say, praise the Lord, I'm healed? And when you go talk to your bud and say, you don't know how bad it really is. What things do you say? He also says, when you pray, believe that you receive and you will have it. So my question to you is, do you believe you receive when your eyes tell you and your body tells you you're healed? Or do you believe you receive when you pray? See, it has to be completion. If I give Pastor Bob something, he has to take it in order to have the completion of it. Otherwise, it's not done. Now, if I, he asked me for a pen and I gave him a pen, and he stood there and said, Joe, give me a pen. I'm asking you for a pen. Give me your pen. And I say, well, you already have it. I gave it to you. No, you don't understand. Give me a pen. That's what we do with healing. God, heal me now. Heal me now. I already provided it. It's already done. The buffet is set. What do you need? Come and help yourself. I, God is freely given, freely received. Yeah, but I don't see it. Well, let me ask you this. Do you believe the truth of the matter? Or do you believe the report? Do you believe the lie? Do you believe the loser? That says your body's not operating the needs to be. When you receive it, then you act like you have it. Well, how do I do that? How do I exercise my faith? Well, the Word of God says this. This is what I believe. So body, in the name of Jesus, line up. When I go up there and get prayer, I believe I receive when, they put my hand, when they're putting their hands on me. I believe I receive at the amen. However you want to do it, you grab a hold of it, you take it, and you do not let it go. And listen, tell this part of your body what you believe. Look in the mirror and say, listen, mm, you're changing. Everything's looking good. You look so good. I hadn't seen you look this good in eons, and it's only going to get better. I don't care what your eyes see. I don't care what your body feels. Do what God said to do. Don't put the little ingredient in there. Just do it God's pure way. You get God's pure results. And before you know it, you're going to get things like that because you're going to do it God's way. Amen? Glory. Thank you, Father. Well, Father, we just enter in. We thank you. We praise you. We've already asked you for miracles. We've already asked you for... Yes. Father, I thank you for even those things that we haven't verbalized that you have already promised us. I thank you for things we don't even know we need that are supplied today. But we receive it. We receive what you have for us because everything that you have is good. We reject everything the enemy has for us because every, everything that he brings is bad and we don't want it. We just want the good. And even our own thoughts, Father, even our own ways, we lay them down for your ways, and we receive it now in Jesus' name. Uh, hold it. Where's the video? <laughs> Here. We'll get two of them to make sure we get this. Look this way, Mike. Look, forget the cameras there. <laughs> what happened to you, Mike, this morning? Well, I don't know, man. I've known 
for four or five years about the power of God and the fact that I am healed. I was healed. And none of this stuff has ever been on me. But it was there nevertheless. I couldn't walk. And I fell over uh, the day before yesterday. Caught myself on the floor on this arm. And I stiffened it up. And I thought that it tore all the bones loose. It shoved my top of my shoulder. But I looked and I didn't see no blood. So I said, well, not as bad as I thought. But anyway, I couldn't move this arm. Couldn't do nothing. My wife would try to lift up on this side and it would just tear me apart. But, uh, no pain. No pain. But still a little sore, but I can do it. All the soreness go in Jesus' name. Might as well just go ahead and get the rest. All the pain. All the soreness, nothing left in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. And I saw you running around the church. I've got evidence. Well, I don't know what, uh, what's going on. And you were doing the back step. Yeah. I've never been able to go backwards. Because if I took one step backwards, I'd take about ten and then splat on the floor. Well, you were doing a good back step and running around this building. I believe you're healed. How many believe Mike is healed? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. God is good. Who else has a testimony? Something happened this morning. Come on up. Oh, that's okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll, let you, we'll let you share. Tell us what happened to you. Well, um, two... I hate these things. Um, two, two months ago, I came in here, and I apologize for being late. I was a little bit lost. I came in here. I'd been in a relationship, at Kim knows, for four and a half years that I, I couldn't get out of. There was a stronghold there. And you guys, I'm going to cry. You guys prayed for me, and I, I literally couldn't get out of it. And um, right after that, I went to see a psychiatrist because I... I said, maybe I need something for my nerves because I was a nervous wreck still. And she confirmed something, which I didn't even know. She said, this relationship sounds like he was abusing you mentally and emotionally. And that sometimes that's hard to tell, and that would explain the stronghold. But it was right after I came here, and I haven't seen or talked to him since. And I'm so much better. I've gained a little weight back, and I'd lost so much weight. And um, I just really appreciate your prayers and I, I want to get prayed over for something else but anyway <laughs> and I remember your back your spine was was healed too I still Tell have a lot of pain there so we can oh, pray again let's get bit. rid of that it's okay pain go in the spine in Jesus name command it to go now go now in Jesus name thank you Lord thank you Lord doesn't have a right to stay go leave now in Jesus name it's been over. It's been over. It's all gone. Thank you. All gone. That's the, that's that's Jesus. It's Jesus. Who else has a, a testimony? Anybody else? Come on up. 
We'll, we'll take we'll take happy cries. Um, <laughs> can't help it. Um, my mama died a few weeks ago, and I've um, just my joy has been gone. And you guys that know me know that I'm a happy girl, <laughs> and um, so it's been really hard to struggle and just the the pressure, the the oppression, the oppression that came with that grief. And just bring up yucky stuff that I'd already worked through, that was already passed, and just bad dreams, just all kinds of stuff. Um, got prayed over for a ladies' group and the drink, a couple weeks ago, and the dreams stopped. So the dreams are gone. But the sadness, the just the strife, the emotional drama and trauma in my head, not being able to read the word and keep it in my mind, just just really oppressed is the best I can say, but um, came in here, couldn't even get through worship. They played Amazing Grace this morning. I had to leave. I couldn't do it because it made me think of my mom. Mr. Hosey came and prayed for me, and it just, something clicked in me that this is not just normal grief. This is the enemy trying to stomp me down. My mom got saved two days before Christmas. My mom went home to the Lord. There's no reason for me to be sad, but I was. So I know it was just the enemy. That she, she got saved two days before Christmas, and when she passed? March 16th. We had a lot of awesome, I tried to talk to my mom for six years about the Lord, and we had so many awesome talks between December and March about the Lord, and my mom would praise him. She had horrible cancer and tons of pain, and it was a horrible death, but you know what? She would say, oh, this juicy, this apple's so juicy. Isn't it awesome that God made apples really juicy? In the middle of all that. You know, and this is somebody that had, was not in a, was just in forgiveness and all kinds of stuff for years. And to just hear her in the middle of, of her break between chemos, um, eating an apple and praising God. Huge. So my mom's in a great place. There, I shouldn't be, it's normal I know to be sad, but not where I have been. Not even myself. And even my friends have seen and, and seen that. But so many people have been praying for me. Because we have an awesome harvest family. But this morning, just something Mr. Hosey said to me, just talking to me, you know, I can receive, right? So I received oppression. I'd, I'd made a choice to receive that because I'm a child of God. I'm his daughter. I don't have to have that mess. And I don't. I gave it up and I, my joy's back. All I feel is joy. I don't feel sadness. I feel joy. I feel hope. I feel like... I don't know. I just want to go hug somebody. <laughs> yeah, I love God, and I just thank you. I'm so glad I came today. Amen. Praise the Lord. Anyone else? All right. This is good. This is good. Breakthroughs, miracles, God's power. All right. I know it. I know it. I know it. We got it on video. He was doing it. Didn't know he had a little step to him. I was impressed. I was impressed. <laughs> I tell you who has some moves. I got her on videotape too. Yes, yes. All right. Love you guys. Go in the grace of God. God bless. If you'd like to get more information about resources from Church of the Harvest, please check out our website at midsouthharvest.org. 
You may also contact us by phone at 662-890-1573 or toll free at 866-383-8277. I'm a singer.